welcome back to the Bring It Back podcast. My name is Nathan. And I'm Micah. And we want to just have really authentic, unique conversations and try to tackle different topics that maybe you don't hear kind of navigated through the lens that we'll look at things through. We're going to use the Bible as the lens and the foundation that builds our worldview and gives us kind of the answers to some of these questions that we're talking about. So thanks for joining and let's get into it. Well, hey guys, uh, welcome back to the Bringing It Back podcast. First one in a while. Thanks for listening to you all. So we got a little bit of a different transition here today. So we got, obviously, Jonah moved off to New Jersey. R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. to Jonah. He's doing well. He's paying like two grand a month for an apartment. That That's is two so bedroom, expensive, which is dude. so crazy to me. But... After uh, a long search process of uh, myself interviewing, you know, many, many applicants and having people obviously hit my inbox all the time, asking to be the new co-host of the Bring Tons, Back dude, tons, lining up. Uh, and hey, landed on my, my good buddy here, Nathan Roberts. So, uh, Nate, Nathan, what do you prefer? You uh, that's a great question. Yeah. And there's not a great answer. I was going to say. It used to be my favorite people called me Nate, like yeah, family members and close that. friends. And yeah. then. Moved to New Zealand for a bit, and everybody called me Nate. So okay, it's, yeah. It's honestly a toss-up. All right, so hey, we got Nate on the pod now. Nate's going to kind of step in and start uh, start podding with me, so I'm really excited about it. Nate's actually always been a big supporter of the pod, even when me and Jonah were doing it, and has always had a big uh, passion for our audio quality and, uh, and things of that nature. Thanks. But is also just a, a good guy who loves the Lord and is passionate about having good conversations. So Nate, I don't know, any, any intro you'd want to give yourself, things people should know about you before they... You know, just take you at your word. <laughs> just trust me, guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's really it. Micah, uh, I come highly recommended. Yeah. So, uh, no, I would say uh, just to give a little bit of background for our friendship. Yeah. Uh, it, it also was birthed at Shepherd's Fold. <laughs> as you know. my friendships um, Yeah. So, um, some of the things that you've mentioned in other pods, just about the discipleship training you got at Shepherd's Fold. Yeah. And, leading uh that discipleship training with the furnace and Mm -hmm. even doing assistant camp director yeah i did all that uh a year or two before Uh, and it was uh it it is fun to to look at how those building blocks Mm -hmm. um kind of support the next gen that comes up behind um and so i know for me i grew up in the church uh my dad has his phd in new testament Theology. I had no idea. Um, I did so he is that. an underutilized resource in my yeah, life. Yeah, I did for not sure. know that. Um, but I really do love talking with my friends. Like uh, I, I, I'm on like a one-on-one basis. Yeah. I know you oh, and I talked I about this uh, not too long ago. We went yeah. and got some ramen downtown, <laughs> yeah. and uh, my personality by default, I love uh, celebrating. I love yeah. being funny. I yeah. like telling jokes. Yeah. Ye old joke. <laughs> uh, but like more and more, instead of being like up in front mm-hmm. leading things, I've just really found a value of sitting down mm-hmm. and literally doing what we're going to do today. Yeah. Just chat, like talk about, yeah. How do we, how do we do this better? What is our instruction manual? How do we get guidance? Yeah. How do we make good decisions? And scripture is that foundation. So yeah. uh, that's why I love the pop, dude. Yeah. Love, love what you and Jonah have already built. I appreciate that. So yeah. I think nature is similar to myself in the sense that we just, we both like to have good conversations. And that's really even where the pod came from. It's just me and Jonah having good conversations. Like, we should just record this. Someone thing. needs to hear like, this. Like, <laughs> if we would put a microphone here, the world would just be fixed. If they could all hear our conversations. I mean, yeah. we, like the church would just be fixed. Very, very arrogant. <laughs> sure, but, sure. But it's very similar minded. So... 
Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to kind of see what we do and then different uh, avenues we take it around. So excited to have you here, Nate. And I think people enjoy listening to you. Totally. Glad to be here. Let's get into Let's it. Do we need like a cute transition? I know that a that's transition a, a historical. You want to sing? Did you have one that you no, prepped before? No, no, no. Oh, oh, you're talking about yeah, like a smooth transition. transition. Yeah. Well, Nate, so people will probably wonder, Nate, Nate, listen. What what grounds do you come here talking to me on? Do you even go to church yourself? That's a very fair question. Yeah, uh, I do. I do come from some grounds, and I do go to church. Okay, uh, and and that is, is like a really interesting uh, thing. I think in your early and later twenties, yeah. like post college or or post high school, and trying to figure out like adulthood. Yeah, um, do I keep going to the same church that my parents uh, have mm-hmm. have been going to, or? Is that denomination that I grew up in, like, really in line with my theology and yeah. my belief structure? And even, you know, beyond that, like, are the the people that I'm surrounding myself with pushing me to grow? Yeah. Uh, and do I have opportunities to serve, which I yeah. know does refine me, like mm-hmm. we learn about in yeah. the furnace. Um, and, like, all of those questions, I, I know that FOMO, like, fear of missing yeah. out and hopping around to different places... Mm-hmm. Um, the, the availability of choice sometimes leaves us as 20 somethings and 30 somethings, uh, not committing. Mm -hmm. Like it leaves us in a place where it's like, well, I don't know. Like maybe there's other people at another place that I could go to, or maybe the coffee's better at another place. So maybe the music taste, I don't know, instrumentation, all these different things are really challenging. I've heard people say time of service is one. It's like, it's too early. Yeah. Can't go. Yeah. Oh, I, I haven't even thought about that in a minute, but that was like a yeah. crucial decision point. Like if it, if they don't have an 11 o'clock service, like I'm not going cause I'm going to sleep in yeah. Saturday night was crazy. Yeah. Um, but it's like they got to peck at that service. Though, so it's like, oh, oh, it's right just like all these things. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, as far as, um, making a decision to go to church, this is something that I, uh, kind of hyper-focused on uh-huh. last year, coming out of COVID, yeah. uh, a time where I really wanted to figure out, um, man, I just want to meet with people. Yeah. And because it had been so restricted, mm-hmm. uh, it just reinforced to me, like, I, I need to be with yeah. a group of people uh, who are worshiping the Lord, um, sure. not just in song, but, you know, through fellowship and, mm-hmm. and through looking for opportunities of service in the local right. community. So... Like the value of church was just totally reinforced me whenever yeah. it was taken, taken away. away. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think a lot of people would probably agree with that. But you know what's interesting is that through COVID, I think a lot of people have kind of just been in, in the camp of, I just, I just watch online. That's, like I yeah. had lunch with somebody today and I was like, so we're going to church. And like, I actually used to go to City, which is where I go to church. Okay. Like, Man, I've never seen you. He's like, I've just been watching online for a few years. And in my mind, I'm like, can you say you go to City if like you don't? Yeah go to city you're yeah not, like involved you're not plugged in anything like, you don't know anybody's names you know pastor matt's name because he good. teaches yeah like, <laughs> i don't know and i feel like that's just a bigger and bigger thing that i was just like oh, i'll just listen to like a podcast in place of church or yeah. just like watch something online throughout the week yeah i mean um i in the past of trying to decide you know is this a church i want to remain committed to different places that i've gone that has been one of my thoughts is that man if the teaching is really good uh-huh. uh I don't want to leave that church. Right. Um, you know, maybe the, the conversation of milk and solid food comes sure. up. Like maybe does. it is just, I like the way that I'm getting fed at this mm-hmm. church. Um, 
But, I, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with watching a church service online. Like, you can get yeah. edified yeah. and encouraged and exhorted, like, in that environment. But you are missing out on some of the crucial yeah. components of uh, being a participant in a local yeah. church, not just being an audience member. Oh, man. Um, and I think, you know, if, if there's not some kind of accountability, mm-hmm. um, like, if... if uh, you're not in like a, a position where your absence will be a lack mm-hmm. in that church and in that environment. People will miss you if you're not there or something's not going to happen because you're not mm-hmm. there. I mean, those are those are real consequences of not showing up and going to church. Yeah. Um, and the, the first thing that I, you know, was, was kind of looking at or thought of and like what, what's the necessity of being yeah. involved in a local church uh, was just that passage that talks about parts of the body. Yeah. I mean, it's classic First yeah. Corinthians twelve, um, you know, nineteen through twenty-one. But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as He wanted them to be. If they were all one part, uh, where would the body be? And there's many parts, but one body. And like my my thought process with this mm-hmm. passage um, was that I like I have a. A, a disease in my body. Uh-huh. I have the type one diabetes. <laughs> you know, I've uh, got the COVID. I got the, <laughs> there's something wrong with me <laughs> internally. Um, so I have diabetes, and mm-hmm. that that you know, in short, just says that there's one part of my body that isn't functioning as it should, mm-hmm. and the ramifications of that are pretty severe if I don't you know inject insulin, yeah. something you know outside to support the rest of my body like i could go into this thing called diabetic ketoacidosis which is where my body starts eating away at fat and muscle buildup because it can't take on any more sugar because it hasn't been broken down to be processed by the kidneys Uh Uh, like it has you know ramifications that could lead to diabetic foot ulcers Mm -hmm. uh amputation and ultimately death just from kidney failure so like pretty significant things can happen if my body's not in alignment and all the parts aren't doing the things that they're supposed to and I think there's, you know, a nice analogy in there that just says, um, man, if you don't show up, mm-hmm. there will be things that are missing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know that God does work, you know, in spite of us and he does yeah, love to absolutely. work with us. Uh, but I think the invitation is that like my body is still functioning because I have this other insulin. Sure. There will still be other ways that God's purpose will still ultimately be fulfilled. Um, in a community, you know, if you choose mm-hmm. not to subscribe and uh, participate with that body. Right. Um, however, you know, a perfectly healthy body, the way that it should be functioning is us showing up, serving, yeah. uh, being a part of one another's lives. Yeah, it's like operating in unison. And I feel like, I don't know, man, I, like I talk to so many people. I just love conversation. I just like love talking to people. Yeah. And every time the conversation of church, not every time, I shouldn't say every time, I, I shouldn't make big <laughs> overarching statements about yeah. things. But a lot of times I'll talk to people, and specifically this one guy who's like really wanting to get involved somewhere. Um, he was over at Victory, and I was like, he's like, I'm just not meeting people. I was like, hey, did you try going to the young adults thing? And he was like, man, I'm gone. I just don't get anything out of it. Yeah. And that statement right there, I think, is like the biggest thing that's wrong with how we think about church. It's yeah. like, what can I get out of church? Sure. Instead of like, what can I give to church? Yeah. Because like you're talking about the, these parts as the body. Like those parts are like your spiritual gifts. It's like we've got teachers, we've got people who are like hospitality. Like they, we've got servants, we've got people who are like rich in mercy and abounding in all these things. And instead of looking at like your local body as like, man, what can I give to it? How can I be involved? How can I like support the people around me? The question has come to you like, what is this church giving me? Yeah. 
And when I don't like what they're giving me anymore, because like I'm tired of the pastor, sure. or I don't like the sermon series, or I don't like whatever it is, I'm just going to go find a different one that feeds me better. It's because like all you can do is be spoon fed. That's what you're saying is just like spoon feed me what I want. Yeah. And that's not like what involvement in church is like. Can you imagine like all of these churches that we have written to in the New Testament, like talking about their own personal church like that? It's like, no, they're willing to die for the gospel and go to bat for each other for these things. They're not leaving because they didn't like, like they weren't getting enough out sure. of it. So I think that whole terminology of like, oh, like, what'd you get out of church? I just like almost don't like it sometimes. Yeah. When the question I think in my mind should be like, man, what, what are you giving to your church? And like, how are you being a part of the body that is living and active? Like you've been talking about. I mean, I, I do think of like the opportunities to serve in church, kind of like you mentioned, mm-hmm. maybe there's a, the greeters mm-hmm. or, uh, people, I'm a greeter. I are you a greeter? Hey, attaboy. I'm yeah. Um, you know, serving in kids church, yeah. uh, cleaning up after events mm-hmm. or, um, uh, you know, donating money, your time, just showing up to set yeah. things up. Uh, I know that we have like photographers, like there's so many different little yeah. facets that people's natural talents and abilities can grow and mm-hmm. thrive in. Um, and yeah, like I, I think it is really fulfilling for me to uh-huh. do some of those things. Yeah. Like one of the things I love to do at, at church is serving mm-hmm. kids. And I think the way that my church has it broken down is really sustainable. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's like a rotation basically. I think we have like maybe, I don't know, 400 people that go to my church in two services. And um, I think there's about 120 different people who volunteer in kids church. Mm -hmm. And basically we all volunteer like once a month. And so it kind of keeps away from from burnout of just like, I mean, I would love to participate in worship and sing and and you know be a part of the teaching message but i also recognize that i want to be in a position where i can take care of kiddos Mm -hmm. so that parents can engage with that same kind of stuff you know like you ever heard a baby crying in church it's the worst (laughs) like it's so bad of me but it was a few weeks ago in church and baby was crying and i'm like man like i should be so gracious because i'm in church sure i'm so annoyed by this baby crying so yeah like having people in positions to uh provide for that and and even even more beyond that, I think even beyond the engaging with a sermon, yeah. um, creating a space for people to feel welcome, mm-hmm. especially if you're a non-believer yeah. or you were really hungry for community and never seen it modeled really well. Sure. Like people who have been a part of a good community before carry a responsibility mm-hmm. to facilitate that inviting environment sure um and if we're not you know willing to just say yeah put me in coach uh-huh. uh, find, find a spot where i'm needed and uh allow me to yeah. create help create that environment i think it's ultimately selfish yeah, yeah. kind of that same same message or conversation you're talking about it's yeah. like what can i get out it's like no where are there opportunities that I can yeah. give? Yeah, and that we even see that in Hebrews, where it's like Paul says, "By this time, like you ought to be teachers, but you yeah. still need like someone to feed you this milk." Yeah, um, it's just I don't know, and I don't know. There's just like so many things that kind of go into like why people don't want to go to church or different churches that just like hold no weight to me. Like people, I, like I'm just not meeting people at church. It's like, when's the last time you stuck around after a service and, like, had a conversation Dude. with someone you didn't know? Yeah. It's like, no, you go in and out and you treat it like a movie. Right. Or, like, again, you don't serve. So, like, you're limiting the time that you can spend there. And then yeah. you're going to complain, like, I'm just not meeting people. It's like, do you just expect to sit in your seat and, like, everybody in church comes over to you and just, like, gives you all the attention? Like, you kind of go out of your way at some point to, like, be involved. 
This one for me is like a hard one because I know my natural personality is mm-hmm. pretty external. Like yeah. I, I love meeting new people. And, I don't. I'm uh, introverted. Okay. I'm so this is maybe yeah. really good because I, I have maybe a, a soft spot in my heart yeah. for somebody who's not wired like me and is intimidated by walking up to like a group of people sure. who look like they're having a good time, yeah. maybe around your age or... Uh, you, you're just looking like I would like to be in there. Maybe maybe they're older than you. You're looking for a mentor, yeah. but it's really intimidating to sure. to walk up. For me personally, man, if I if I want that thing, like I'm, I have no holds barred. I'll walk up and be like, "Hey guys, this is my name. Uh, can I hang out with you?" Like, yeah, I, I want to be a part. That. Like, that yeah, 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 I know. Like, that's I'm, something I'm, I would never do. And I think I'm in like a minority. I don't think most people operate like yeah. that. So help me uh, walk through like your process of deciding on something that you think is really valuable and even though it's uncomfortable being yeah. willing to yep, chase it down i think a lot of it especially in the context of church because i went to city church for a few years and then i realized i was like man i come here and i sit with my friends i don't know anybody around me in these services i don't know my pastor like i'm an observer like i'm in the stands and i'm not doing anything and if i'm going to take the word of what it is about like having a role in this body of christ and like edifying the people around me I'm gonna have to take a step and it's gonna be uncomfortable to do something. And for me, that was like joining a serve team. Um, and that's been a big way that I was, you know, you meet other volunteers. Like I've I've gone on the church website, I email Pastor Matt, can we get coffee? <laughs> we get coffee once a month yeah. now. So like doing the things that are naturally not what I would be inclined or want to do were kind of just the steps. And I think the big reason and the why for me was kind of just like obedience. Like if I want nice. to see the body of Christ operate at what I think it can operate at, how can I expect to see like those results if I'm not willing to put in the effort to like be a part of the body of Christ? Yeah, that's really good. Sense. Yeah, like making making because there is a part of it. It's just like Nike, you know, just do it, baby. Do it. Like you, you yeah. literally just have to make that decision. But maybe if there is some level of uh, responding in obedience, mm-hmm. you know, if you're frustrated at your current situation and the people in your life, and, and you want more mm-hmm. or you want to want more yeah. uh, of that good community, then. Um, Asking the Lord, you yeah. know, checking in on him, be like, hey, is this a place that you want me? Mm-hmm. If the doctrine is sound, you know. I was that, say, what are you what are you looking for in a church? I think it's a good thing to touch on. For sure. Which could be a whole podcast in itself. Well, well yeah, I mean, it. no, that, I think that's this is the pod yeah. to talk about it. Um, I, I have a couple of different things, um, you know, as, as far as we've kind of covered the nuts and the bolts. We've sure. established that Jesus is the son of God. Yeah. Um, that he did die, uh, that he has risen again, Mm -hmm. that he is the means by which we commune with the Father, that there is, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there is a second coming, um, that we are bringing heaven uh, Mm -hmm. on earth, like that's our our kind of responsibility and role, that we are uh, co-laborers with Christ, that there is a great commission, uh, like we have the good fruit, and we want to invite other people to experience that. You know, if your church... uh, doesn't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, you might need to find another place, and yeah. it might not be something that I would label as a Christian church. Yeah. Um, so, like those, those for me are, are like the non-negotiables. Yeah. And I think right now, like I'm going to an Anglican church. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's okay for us to talk about our denominations. Oh, and whatnot. Why not? Um, it's our pod. We can talk about whatever. Talk about like uh, that's new for me, and there's yeah. a part of me that is a little bit was a little bit timid in joining because it, it was really exciting to mm-hmm. walk through like liturgical things that i didn't yeah. grow up with my dad and mom both both grew up uh, united pentecostal so mm-hmm. kind of you know very expressive in their faith right. like, they, 
evidence of the Holy Spirit moving or like people like running around and getting amped up, yeah. getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. And you guys have speaking tongues. Well, I, again, that's where <laughs> they grew up. Uh, I was more, like, I don't know, I went to a four-square church. I went to a couple of different uh, non-denominational churches yeah. where it's like, hey, we don't have mm-hmm. you know huge restrictions that we placed on that. Uh, but I do think now in, in this environment that mm-hmm. I'm in, there is liturgy where I'm praying a prayer that, you know, millions of other Christians around planet Earth are praying simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. Um, and, and, and I don't think it's just the novelty of it. Mm-hmm. That, that was kind of the, the thing I was walking through initially when I joined this church. Is like, do I just like this because it's different? It's another yeah. way to learn more about God. And even then, like, that's cool. I yeah. like learning more about how, how different parts of this huge corporate body of Christ does operate. Um and yeah, some things just really resonate. I know I'm still like a relatively expressive person. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like examples of raising your hands in church yeah. and worship or just signs of surrender. Uh, those will still be maybe ingrained in me from right. a really early age. Um, but, you know, like those principal core yeah. components have to be there. Um, and if your your church isn't doing that, yeah, then I encourage you to go look for somewhere that does have those core components. Mm-hmm. Um and the only other thing that I would mention uh, in regards to what to look for is like community for me specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a passage in the Bible. Do you do you know where I'm going with this? Of what? Run, Roman? Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, of just like what I what I would want, how I'd want to live and operate yeah. with a community of like-minded believers. Yeah. Uh, it's Acts two. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, classic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I think it's maybe elementary, but I do love going back there. And there is some good, fresh thought that totally blows my mind whenever I go. Even this time, there was one line in there that kind of stood out. They didn't normally. Um, So in Acts 2, 42 through 47, it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Mm. I just love it. Yeah, I I was reading that earlier. Were you? Yeah. What what were you what were the kind of things that stood out to you? I think I like the emphasis, and it's not in Acts, but it goes along. Where like in James, it says like do not neglect meeting together, and it says like they meet together every day. Yeah, like an interest like they were doing church very differently than like we're doing church and community here in yeah. the United States nowadays. That was the biggest thing for me though. This there's just so much there, but like talking about caring about the poor and the people around you, and just doing all these different things consistently. I just love it. Yeah, I love like the commitment that you see in Acts. Because they're committed. Like, they made the decision to be committed. I mean, yeah. It, it, to, to try to push this into American society mm-hmm. is countercultural. Very countercultural. Um, and, and even just countercultural to, to my thought process on a daily basis of saving for retirement mm-hmm. and, and trying to make sure all my affairs are in order. And yes, if I have excess or extra, feeling good about helping somebody else if I'm in a position where I can. Yeah. But... You know, the way this story is kind of told, like, oh, shoot, you need help? Mm-hmm. Well, look, what do I got on me? And yeah. what can I sell? And how can I make sure that you're okay? Mm-hmm. Um, there's one specific example from the church that I've been going to um, now. We, I, we have what we call an apprenticeship group. It's just mm-hmm. a small group. Yeah. Um, I'm the youngest person in there, and I love it. That's, like, oh, man. You know, like having, having people who are around my age. Yeah. Um, there's like six of us. And then in total, now we've kind of grown to mm-hmm. about 
18 and we're trying to figure big out like that's a big small group yeah how can we all still be uh, vulnerable and share yeah. whenever we get to that size but because it's been building and we've been inviting more in it has maintained that integrity uh, but one specific example of how people gave I was recipient of which was really, really helpful for me um, just because I think a lot of times I just feel like I have things together mm-hmm. and that's actually a real challenge for me sometimes to try and figure out like god where do i need you in my life right now mm-hmm. uh expose it to me like i know it's painful like mm-hmm. there's insecurities and there's areas where i need you and your restoration and your love and yet sometimes i can be so arrogant to think like oh, man i'm in i'm in a good position right now if if i'm gonna get sick i have pto i have medication i have yep. things aligned you know like if i lose my job I have savings, you know, if my car breaks down, I'll be able to replace it. Like a lot of financial things are kind of tied together. Um, and so an example of how somebody stepped up to help when I was just broken, uh, I had a lot of tooth pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so much, I was just like sweating. I showed up to the small group thing. So I was like, I have missed this. I want to be here. These are my people. I want to just share about what I'm, what I'm going through right now. There's a nice, sweet nurse yeah. mom that's a part of the group, yeah. and she's like, Nathan, you have to call Amy, and you have to get something set up. And I'm like, no, I won't. So she gets Amy. Amy's an endodontist, mm-hmm. uh, and she ends up, long story short, opening up her shop on Sunday, calling in one of her uh, employees, and uh, has a root canal. They, they, they perform a root canal uh, for me just on that day because of yeah, like that excruciating awesome. pain that I was going through. Yeah. and. Like the the relief was so immediate, and then I'm like, you know, what do I gotta pay? Like, fifteen hundred bucks. Like, thank you so much. This was so good. She's like, oh, don't worry about it. That's yeah, that's just like so cool. it's like no, like I I love that I have this gift, I have mm-hmm. this talent that I've refined and worked on, and it's one amazing thing, an opportunity for me to serve. Then um, uh, I would just love to bless you with that. Yeah. Oh my God, that's Dude. crazy. Right. Dude, that's so cool. And I think that this idea of like intertwining community and church to not just be a Sunday thing is so countercultural because we just live in like everyone wants to compartmentalize Christianity uh, where it's just like Sunday's my time where I'll sit and listen to the pastor. Sure. And if I listen really well, then maybe I'll get something out of it and then I'll go and I'll work and then maybe I'll do like my Bible time sometime throughout the day and I'll circle back around and I'll do church again on Sunday. So this idea of like commitment to your local body outside of just of the bounds of like the hour that you're there on Sunday morning is so counter, I think, which is like what we see in the church nowadays where a lot of churches are doing like three or four services. So you're, they're getting you in and out. It's like, let me let me move through this quick. Um, whereas, you know, as we see it in, in scripture, it's just these people who are like so committed to community with each other, not neglecting meeting together, that it's like an everyday thing and they know each other so well yeah, that they know day. their needs already as they come up, Yeah, which is such a cool, cool thing. Um, and as you know, we don't have a ton of time left, which is, I figured that was going to happen. Sure. We both like to talk, but, yeah. um, I think there's a lot of people out there that just bounce around to different churches a lot. A lot of people that leave churches for certain reasons. I thought it'd be interesting to talk about like, what's a good reason for you to leave a church. Um, and as I was thinking about it, I was actually thinking about the whole book of kind of first Corinthians in general. So, and when we look at like the context and like what's written in first Corinthians, it's written to a church where. Uh, one of their biggest problems is like division amongst each other and like constant quarreling. Uh, we even see like, I think it's in First Corinthians 5, it's like uh, a man and his dad's wife are together. So we see like like sexual immorality happening. Twisted, it's yeah. like a, it's a bad, bad church. Yeah. And you'll see in this, like Paul doesn't come in and say, hey, like, you guys, if you're good, get out of there and go to the church at Ephesus. 
like he comes in and he teaches them like the correct and proper way to do church. Yeah. So like they're abusing their gifts. They can like prophesy the pain off the walls, but they don't know how to love each other well. So instead of saying like, hey, like get out of this church, close this church, he gives them like one of the most clear teachings on like the gifts of the spirit and like how we operate as the body of Christ and sandwiches that in with like love in the middle. So it's like instruction on how to do church well, sandwiched with love there in the middle of 1 Corinthians 13, and then more instruction in 1 Corinthians 14 about like how we do church the correct way. And I love that in all this, he doesn't just come in and shut it down, which obviously if this stuff was happening like in a church or community nowadays, can you imagine like the backlash that we would see to that? It'd be ridiculous. <laughs> like no one wants to be involved with that. Uh, but instead of coming in and just tearing it all down and saying, get out of there, he says, like, no, there's a correct way to do this. Like, invest in this. There's something here. Not just, like, leave and go to the next thing. And I just think that's very indicative, like, how we think about church now, where it's like, we, you don't like the worship, so you leave. It's like, yeah, you've got the freedom to do that, but is that, like, a good reason for you to leave a church? Like, maybe you don't love the pastor. Is he teaching the Bible? And is this just a personality preference? Yeah. Like, is that a good reason for you to leave a church? Like, I don't know that it yeah. is. Um, so I just think like a lot of the reasons that we see for people leaving church nowadays um, really could be a cool opportunity for you to press into something that you don't necessarily like. Like one of my biggest challenges is like, hey, can you learn from someone you don't agree with? Yeah. Or can you learn from someone that you don't maybe like? like? <laughs> yeah. Like I went to ORU, you know how many preachers I saw come in that I didn't like and probably didn't agree with? It's like a lot of them. But my biggest challenge is like, man, can you chew yeah. on the meat and spit out the bones of that? Like, are you willing to dig your feet in somewhere and invest regardless of the imperfections that come up? And like, they will, because we're imperfect people. Um, and I just love thinking about like, how to invest in like a community, to invest in a church and to pursue that well, without just like jumping ship at the, like the most minor inconvenience, or even maybe like a big inconvenience. Like, are you willing to sit there and stick it out like with the body of Christ and work through these things when a big inconvenience hits? Oh, I think there's a lot there. Yeah, there's a, a phrase. I mean, I think it's kind of cutesy, but I don't think it takes away from the truth of the statement. Mm -hmm. You know, stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Mm -hmm. If there's uh, something that I think is worth standing for, it is the local church body. Yeah. Um, you know, people that are consistently showing up. Mm -hmm. uh, and if, if I was so fickle as to run away every time there was maybe a disagreement mm -hmm. or... Um, you know, something wasn't to my likeness. I don't think I'd see the uh, true impact of the gospel mm -hmm. um, if I'm just hopping around constantly. Yeah. Like that, that impact of the gospel, I think it's that constant driving to renewal um, that, that comes from spending time in the heart of the Father. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it does, like those people who I'm not naturally mm -hmm. uh, friends with, but it is a choice to say like, man, we do have a shared belief. Yeah. And I think there's a, a lot that we can learn from one another. Let's sit down and like talk, yeah. you know, like let me, let me make sure that I'm not harboring offense towards you and you're not harboring that towards me. Mm -hmm. um, and those friends that I'm willing to have that conversation with, that's where I can actually begin to trust mm -hmm. uh, that they're going to be there for me. Um, as opposed to just being around people that I like, we have a similar interest. I think that's a great place maybe to start building a yeah, friendship. Yeah. yeah, I like to hang out with people that I like to hang out with. Like yeah. even at the end of that verse uh, in, in Acts, it talks about that they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. It's mm -hmm. not like a you're on the struggle bus mm -hmm. and you have to just spend time with people that, oh, this is drudgery. Like no, um, but I think the Lord does like reveal things mm -hmm. in in his people as we choose uh, 
to persist even through that like discomfort. Um, so yeah, I love, I love the idea of staying somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just like, you know, as you remain planted and your roots do grow deeper, the impact, like the amount of shade that a tree provides, mm-hmm. you can just do so much more. You can, yeah. you can see that, that impact of your service yeah. and your commitment, which is such a rewarding thing. And also kind of further provokes you to say, man, I want to stay around here a little bit longer. Yeah. What else, who else can I partner with? Um, who else can we impact? Can we invite into this mm-hmm. ecosystem yeah. um, of renewal? So, uh, dude, I love it. I love the idea of picking something and then just going for it. Like yeah. it, that's as soon as I started going to this church, I had a buddy who went with me, mm-hmm. uh, John, and it was number one, just really great for accountability. Yeah. One of us would pick the other up every single yeah. week. Uh, and then after like a month of being there, just hopping right in mm. any opportunity where they asked for service, we said, yes, yeah. I know it's not sustainable or realistic for everyone's yeah. schedule, but if you're single, uh, and you have the availability to time. serve, man, saying yes to that also provides like a lot of freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever you say like, Oh, I have a responsibility here. I'm needed there yet. Maybe I'll miss out on some afternoon pickleball or mm-hmm. morning s- sleep in session or whatever. Right. Uh, are those things that much more valuable than me getting to participate, uh, in God's plan? Like, I, I don't think so. And mm-hmm. I think, I think those, those are much more life giving things for me. Yeah. Uh, and things that while not always easy and not always convenient, I think, uh, historically in my own life, they have been rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I just like all my, all my best friends are the ones that I've struggled well with. Yeah. And they're the ones that like, I've stuck it out with. Like I've had big disagreements or big offenses with my friends, but the ones that like, I, I, you know, like we work through those together are the ones that like I hold the dearest because I know they're willing to like work through the difficult things and not just jump ship at the, at the first sign of like uncomfortability, nice. Yeah, which is good, but any last notes as we kind of wrap up at all? Uh, I had a quote from a couple of homies. They're not my homies, but uh, I I just, I, I, they're just guys that I've read from before that I think have great insight. Uh, this one's from Mark Denver. He just says, when a person becomes a Christian, he doesn't just join a local church because it's a good habit for growing in spiritual maturity. He joins a local church because it's the expression of what Christ has made him, a member of the body of Christ. Mm. So like us yeah. truly expressing that, us taking ownership of our core identity, going to church, man. Like mm-hmm. it, it's not just out of obligation or uh, just because it's something we've done historically, but it's an expression of what God has yeah. made us. Uh, and then Andy Stanley, um, he has, <laughs> got to have him, Andy Stanley. Uh, Jesus is the hope of the world and the local church is the vehicle of expressing that hope of the world. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's not, not just... You know, we're, we're doing the thing and look at us and we're all happy and getting our refreshment here. But it's like, no, we are the vehicle. We, yeah. we carry a responsibility. Um, and it's awesome. I know that whenever I'm operating in God's, God's will in my life, I do just feel like connected to that deep thing inside yeah. of me. In um, church, man, why, why not utilize um, a guy like a pastor whose mm-hmm. primary, you know, job is His to role make is sure. to like shepherd yeah, you. to shepherd. Like, I, yeah, I've, this is a totally a different conversation, but it has been a little bit of my thought process of home church. Like, sounds really nice, you know. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about house churches lately, yeah, and that's even something with our small group we've tried to implement is more sure. of like that house church kind of feel to it, where like you know one person brings like you know their scripture, the other person yeah. is like I don't I don't know. It's like something that I would love to kind of experiment. But the thing is, you got to find a lot of people who are committed to it too. 
And that's where, yeah, that's, I, I still think there's a lot of that, and I probably you can do both, you know, mm-hmm. go to regular church, have a house church, you know. Um, but that, that's been one of those things where I've always gone back and said, man, just having a dedicated pastor, having oversight, having structure, um, those things, you know, man does fail. And mm-hmm. so having having God in line with other people kind of yeah. oversight, I think it's a really healthy thing. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Well, uh, got any uh, got any big wrecks for us for the people? So people really don't know much about you at all, Nate. Oh, they yeah. don't know what you're into. They don't know what you watch, what you listen to, what you eat. Got any? Maybe just give us some of your favorites right now. We covered a lot there. Yeah, and it's like. Uh, I mean, honestly, I know you guys do music. We so do music. Do, you can switch it up, so you, or you can do music if you like. I'll hit one music, okay? Uh, because it's a concert that's coming up, and I'm really stoked for. Uh, it's it's a band called The Midnight, <laughs> and the only way that I can describe them, this is getting poetic on you, but the way that I can describe them is it's kind of like an '80s detective. That's been taken off of the case. Hang with me. 80s detective, he's Uh been taken off the case, but he's frustrated. He's got this angst, and he says, no, I'm going to crack this one. Even if I don't have the law on my side, I'm going to find the guy who did this. Mm -hmm. And so he's in his car, and he's upset, and there's a saxophone playing. Like, that is the mood, the vibe of the midnight. Um, So just just, just, mm, the saxophone (laughs) to me just connects. So... The Midnight. You heard it here first, The Midnight. Yeah. Never heard of them yeah. before in my life. Okay, so we'll, we'll stop there for now. It feels like a good one for Dude, today. Just a little teaser. Yeah, a little bit of music. A little teaser. Yeah, right. a little teaser one. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, thanks for listening today, guys. Appreciate you. We're excited to keep talking with you all. Deuces. Deuces.